0: everyone. This is week two of QB Sneak. Uh, this is Mike Shimburski, your, your host, and then with my co-host, Addison Chumagala. Uh, we're both former uh, players uh, from way back when. Uh, we both played uh, the quarterback position a little bit, uh, so we love to do this show. We, what we do each week is we bring the content to you as far as how Josh Allen performed for the Buffalo Bills and his opponents, uh, from from each week, and then we also compare uh, hit their upcoming opponent and see who we think is going to come out on top. And we love breaking this down. We're going to bring some stats to you really quick, uh, so you guys can really see the difference in the QB that the Bills actually have, and and the and the quarterbacks around the league. I, I think this is great. I love doing this, uh, and uh, it's just great to see a comparison. Uh, and hear about it, and really kind of get the get the numbers in front of you. I I think we got a great show coming. Addison, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing good. I'm uh, you know, I was it was great. It was a great week of football. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed watching the Bills game. Um, even though it kind of got a little boring at the end with <laughs> with a, the domination that was taking place. But um, but it, you, know, thrashing. It was <laughs> you know, great. Oh yeah, Threat, thrashing domination. Pick your poison there. I mean, any term to describe how badly the Titans got beat
0: suffices honestly like it was it was it was just awesome to watch see so i like i like when they get up like that uh and you know it's stress-free football uh but it's not it, it like you said it kind of got boring in the fourth quarter i mean that, that's to a point where i'm like okay this is like watching preseason again um you know all the backups are out there i, I think it's great though when you get up like that and you're able to get the backup some reps in, in actual game time uh so so I mean, it's it's cool and all, but I I know what you mean. Uh, I did it did get boring there for a minute at the end, yeah. but that just means that's just because the Bills they took care of business by the third quarter. The game was over yeah. then. I it mean, was already... the
1: only, I was gonna say the only thing that to me was a little sh- surprising, I should say, is that uh, the Titans just gave up so early. Like, I got it. You're down by a lot. It was by like what like thirty four points or whatever in the third quarter at that point. Yeah, but you still got what four or five minutes left in the third quarter you have the entire fourth quarter you could at least make an effort to try and that's, that's that's what, what i what saw too like to
0: me. yeah it just looked
1: like to me like they just gave up y-
0: yeah it was like they they just you know what they're like we can't even hang with these guys that's what that's almost what it seemed they got deflated after i think it was that that pick six they were just like okay oh, that, sure. you know sure. what, we don't that's want, it i'm ready to hear that word yeah <laughs> yeah don't bring that don't bring that up <laughs> um <laughs> uh the numbers are actually like staggering uh the difference uh in this yes. one i mean Tannehill didn't even it's like he did, wasn't even there uh sure. they they could have they could have uh they could have used i don't know they could have used johnny football at the, that point uh johnny manzell take him out of retirement uh no Tannehill was 11 for 20 uh and two two interceptions and 117 yards. Uh, I mean, and I mean, that. I think that 117 is being generous. Uh, really for I'm this. To, yeah. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say like, <laughs> <laughs> so from the predictions that we made last week, right, where we, we thought we were being a little bold, like me specifically thinking Tannehill was going to throw for less than 225. And you were saying that Josh is going to throw for more than 300. We were both right in our extremes there. I didn't yeah. realize how right. <laughs> I was gonna be, because, but, just wow! Like I, I did not expect that out of Tennessee. I, I mean, the Bills' defense showed up even with the significant injuries that they sustained, or that you know the players that were still out. And bring on any team at this point.
0: Uh, yeah, I and I and I agree, uh, that, but I will pump the brakes a little bit on on that statement, and that's fine. I'm glad that I'm glad we don't agree there, uh, but. Where I'm gonna get at too is uh, you know, Tannehill, he tried, I mean, he he did his best, he was under pressure quite a bit. Uh, and he tried he, even when he did try to scramble though or try to take off, the, the bills were everywhere. Uh, he only got two yards. He yeah. tried running in one time. <laughs> I mean, he's not the he's not the fastest, but he's not a statue either. Um and he, he was sacked two times. Uh his his rating, I believe his QBR. Uh, was seventeen point one. Yeah, it was.
1: It was really bad. Um, <laughs> and then, of I mean, course, with that stat line, it's that's expected to be bad. But
0: yeah, I know. Well, because you can. I mean, that one's a tough one. I, I'm not really big on that. Uh, you, what, uh, what did you have for his uh, his passer rating? His passer rating was a thirty-two point seven, which again is really bad that's still bad. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it just was a, a tough day at the office all around. And I think really when you look at it though, when it comes to down to, if you want to see like what it was with Tannehill uh, it's, I mean, they don't really have anyone outside of Robert Woods, who is not a number one wide out, uh, you know, at that, at that, and you're asking him to be one and they didn't get any separation all game long. I mean, they made some completions, obviously, uh, but it wasn't anything to write home about, and the Bills' defense was smothering. But that's just because the, the lack of talent they have on that on in that at that position. I thought, you know, they did exactly what we all thought they were going to do. They they tried running with Derrick Henry and trying to get that ground game established, and the Bills didn't allow them to do that. And then, therefore, the play action wasn't working uh, there, and their receivers just weren't able to create any separation. When that and and when so, when you're forcing a quarterback like like Tannehill to try to make you know tough throws that are have to be in small windows or you know, or have to make a decision where he and he's and he's under pressure, I think that's exactly where the demise came. Uh, they kept putting pressure on him and then there was just no separation, so he was afraid to, to force it anywhere, and that's still it still ended up backfiring because eventually he, he was trying to make a play and that, and that turned into two interceptions. So, and the I, one was a beautiful tip drill. Oh uh,
1: yeah. Well, actually. Oh, no, no. I think Milano's was
0: Milano was like right to him. I think yeah. he thought, Milano yeah, was right. on The One was, it was tipped off
1: of him. Actually speaking of Milano, it was tipped off of him the first time. And then.
0: Micah, Micah Hyde. Had,
1: tipped it. Like just in perfect position. Almost like volleyball, set it over to Jordan Poyer for the pick.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, it was, I, I, it was unbelievable. I almost feel like they set it up on purpose. They're like, we got to volley this thing around until Jordan Poyer gets his cat to gets his catch, so he can get his money, and we can get him an extension. <laughs> so they're yeah. they're yeah. like they're like, oh no, I don't want the pick. Get it to Poyer. Get it to Poyer. <laughs> they volley it all the way back to him. <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, you know, actually, I like that you brought that
1: up too because you're right. Derrick Henry couldn't get anything going on the ground. He had 13 rushing attempts, and he only got 25 yards. That's not Derrick Henry. Like no. The fact that the Bills' defense was able to show up and just completely stun him and, and keep him from getting any production done at all on the ground really limited Tennessee's ability to make any offensive plays. And to your credit, like you had mentioned last week, about how in order for Tennessee to win this game, they had to get the ground game going. They had to use play action a lot to confuse the Bills' defense. You're right. You can't you're not gonna, you're not gonna confuse or, or you know, like trick defenses into thinking you're, you're running the ball when your run isn't working and you're trying to do a play action pass.
0: Yeah, they don't care. They're not biting for that. They yeah. know you're gonna try to throw. You're exactly. down points, and, and the play action becomes obsolete because he, he's not, he's not even hurting them when he does get the ball. So you, you do you no longer respect it.
1: Exactly. Uh, plus, plus the Bills' defense. I mean, it was kind of a lighter week in terms of sacks compared to you know week one, but two sacks on him still and a bunch of QB
0: pressures. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but I know the bills pressured Tannehill a lot. All all, all day. I mean, well, all night, it was a, it was a primetime game uh, all night long. Uh, Tannehill was running, uh, just running around trying to avoid Von Miller and company. Uh, couldn't do it two times. <laughs> yeah. uh, Greg, Greg Rousseau looked solid uh, for another yeah. week. And, uh, so I I think that Bills front is helping a lot uh, when it comes to some of these defensive performances and how these quarterbacks uh, in the past, in the past two weeks have struggled uh, because I would I would say that even Matt Matt Stafford uh, st- struggled as well uh, yes. when you when you think about it or when when you really look at his performance against the Bills. Uh, now moving on to the the man of the hour, Josh Allen. Uh, he again had a fantastic day at the office with 317 yards, four touchdowns, this time zero interceptions and he only he only ran once. He only ran once, but he got he got 10 yards out of it and it was a hell of a run. He he
1: with, made the, with a sideways
0: leap. Yeah, with the it was like a barrel roll over <laughs> a defender for a touchdown. <laughs> he didn't run him over, he just kind of like kind of hurdled him I don't know it was like and then and then turned his body and then as he fell down he got the first down and I was like yep okay getting used to seeing that it kind of <laughs> reminded me of one of those kids in like middle school right
1: when you were in gym class and like one of the events that you had to do for that day was the high jump but you don't know how to actually do it olympic style so you just kind of dive and hope for the best and turns <laughs> out
0: just, yep, doing it. Yeah, just your best, <laughs> the, just getting over the bar the best way you know how. Just, like, I, I don't yeah. know. I'm going to figure it out midair. <laughs> but, yeah, um, another highlight, real, you know, leap over the defender, though. It was awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, I, after a while, like, I think that his teammates are just getting to a beat at a point where, like, uh, I, I don't even know. I don't have words anymore. You know, like, all right, good job. Does yeah. it every week. This guy does it every week. Um, but I thought it was great that he only ran once. Uh, that means that there were, were open receivers, which, I mean, if he would have stayed in for another quarter, we'd be talking about a, even a, a lengthier stat line. I mean, he would have had more yards. Uh, it just, he could find, all he, he all he had to do was look for Diggs this time around. They had no answer for Stephon Diggs. He, he connected with him whenever he wanted to. And right. it, which was perfect. That's the kind of game that they, that they wanted. And especially when you don't, you don't have Gabe Davis, they're, they're, they're number two wide out. It, it was great to see that if they have to lean on Diggs to get it done by himself uh, with a, with a mediocre secondary, you know, Diggs can do it. He can make it, he can make it happen, get the job done. It wasn't all just the, it wasn't like he, he was just bombing it all over the place. There were short passes that were completed to Diggs. Uh, that that he got rack out of or yeah. or or he would uh, you know or you know it was just like a first down play where you know they got 10 yards out of it uh, and so they were but I mean they I thought that the Titans secondary got torched by Josh Allen oh, yeah. uh, he I mean, was he was finding whoever he wanted and and putting the ball to, to anyone uh, but I, I want to talk about real quick uh, the uh, that Reggie Gilliam touchdown man. <laughs> <laughs> like that that's a touchdown pass that that josh allen's gonna get credit for but gilliam did all that work that was a little yeah. screen pass. Like, he should have been a seven yard loss man It if yeah something like somewhere around there i
1: i remember watching and i can't remember who was announcing the game but they straight up said he's like wow that should have been you know a significant loss and it turned into a touchdown and and major credit to reggie gilliam that was just an amazing play by him i honestly did not know
0: he had that ability (laughs) like no i didn't know he could do that and then when i saw him do it i was like wait who was that (laughs) well and yeah and then when he scored i was like i'm like reggie gilliam oh man (laughs) and then i also didn't even know he had wheels when he like so so when he broke free and he starts running down the sideline i'm like oh he's gonna score Look at him yeah. go! Well, <laughs> oh, funny story on that too. Apparently, like sports betting, right? I
1: know a couple people that do sports betting, uh, and for those of you out there who do so, apparently the the what was it the um, the gain or whatever that Reggie, you know, you know, uh, when you put, place your bet or whatever, there's like a there's like an odds value there. Reggie Gilliam scoring the first touchdown of that game odds value was like plus fifty six hundred. So yeah. if you put like like a dollar on it, you were winning 56 bucks. And there's actually a guy that did put a dollar. on
0: I saw a video of a guy who who did, who put $10 on it. And I think it was like $700 that he got or 700 or 750 or something like that. I can't remember. Well, if it was 10, it would have been
1: 5,600.
0: Yeah, those I, were the odds. I, I can't remember. I mean, I, I don't know how much he put down. I mean, I'm not a betting guy, so I, I don't know that stuff. Yeah. But... But when he put Either it down, way, a good and, out. And, oh yeah, he was like jumping up and down. His whole because he he was like right, there he is, Reggie Gilliam's on the field. He's in the red zone and he showed the bet, and then <laughs> and then he scores and they're just losing their mind. It was it, it was it's cool to see. I mean, it, it makes me almost want to try it, but I just don't think I'd be that lucky. Um yeah,
1: yeah but definitely.
0: uh. Uh, but speaking of, of of lucky sometimes sometimes you you get a little bit of both uh you know you, you, if you're good sometimes luck just kind of goes along with it uh with with josh I, I thought there' was a couple passes that like he he like forced the one into Diggs uh that he caught i mean he, i guess he was open like on a play action pass that he ended up being a touchdown out of but um he like like digs like bobbled it but like and then and then caught it he, he was able to get a whole of it as he was going into the end zone because he was by himself you know but it's like if you i think if josh rifles that to anyone else on the team that's not i think it's bouncing right off their hands man that was in traffic first of all there's two there's two uh cornerbacks sitting right there that i mean should have been able to make a play they i think they bit a little bit on the play action and there was that little window and so i i don't know i just thought well, i mean hell of a thorough hell of a catch but like it was lucky. <laughs> like yeah. he's lucky. It didn't get that. That throw didn't get. They didn't jump that throw when they're they were in position to possibly make a play on it. But it's almost like he it, Josh doesn't care as long as it, if there's just a little bit of window. He's got that arm, man. He just rifles it right yeah. in. Plus, well, sometimes
1: uh, you know it's better to be lucky than good.
0: It, yeah, and then he was able to scramble around. Uh, or later in the game, I think, uh, or actually this was before, this was the other Diggs touchdown, where he goes and throws back across his body uh and Diggs is just, just comes out of nowhere in the back of the end, or like comes out of the, yeah, like yeah. In the end zone, just I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I see, I see. There's not even, you guys aren't even calling plays out there.
1: <laughs> so that play like- actually was interesting when I watched it because it looked like, I knew what Allen was trying to do. Allen was trying to make the throw to Diggs, but it, the, the throw itself actually, to me, didn't look like the greatest throw. And it, it looked like, in a way, that Diggs was playing like either the corner or safety position on defense, and he like ran up on on the pass and caught it in front of the defender. And I was like, "Yeah,
0: perfect. and that's and that's what perfect I mean by like Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, kind of lucky you know like he throws he like throws it back across his body when he let that thing go i I, to be honest with you that was like no what are you doing because i I know that's usually like like qb 101 don't throw across body yeah (laughs) don't go throw back across your body yeah and so when he did that i'm like no and then Diggs catches a touchdown i'm like okay i mean what do i know you know (laughs) yeah 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 and well we've seen josh do that how many times
1: last year and in previous years too like he doesn't do it that often, but some, you know, but more often than not, when he does make those crossbody throws, it does, like, at least for me, anyways. And I know you do this too, because both, but like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, both of us have played quarterback in the past, but it kind of just makes you cringe, like, oh no, oh no. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, because I'm expecting a pick. Somehow, yeah, exactly. Or at least, like, just, you know, just an incomplete pass. But yeah, usually, yeah. more often than not, yes, a pick. And somehow, Josh, like, nine times out of 10, it seems like makes the connection, or at least puts it in the receiver's hands and gives him the chance to make the play.
0: Yeah. And, and th- that's, that's what I mean. I mean, there's just a little bit of luck, but uh, you know, only sprinkled in because honestly, honestly, they, they showed up again. And I thought what was also very great was the, the fact that some of the, the receivers that you don't really see uh, getting a chance to, to shine. Uh, Jake Kummerow, uh had, had a, had a nice couple catches. Uh, during, during the game, he got hit on a deep one. Uh, he had a nice, uh, he had a nice, yeah, I think he had quite a bit, actually He had two or three that I can remember or off the top of my head that were, that were solid. Uh, and he, and he, and he did well when, when they called when they called his number, uh, to fill in for Gabe Davis, I was actually surprised yeah. it was him. I, I thought that they were going to lean towards, uh, you know, pretty much anybody else. I thought that we were going to see a lot more as Isaiah McKenzie. I thought we were going to see see a lot more Jameson Crowder, uh, it, and we really didn't. Uh, he, no, I, those two those two guys combined had three catches. Yeah, yeah. And so, so, so and then uh, like I said, he looked good for for someone who's filling in for for Gabe Davis. Uh, and then Dawson Knox has kind of been silent this season. I mean, that's his that was, yeah. he only had one catch, I believe. Again, he had, he had four, four catches. Four, catches. Uh, four catches. I mean. He had 40, I mean, he had,
1: I would say he had a modest game. Four catches for forty-one yards. Not not horrible, not great, but
0: but then uh, again, I think he's just doing what they're asking him to do. You right? Know? And and, he's out there blocking when he needs to, and then it's not like he's not getting open. It's just that it's it's tough when when you got all these guys running open, and Josh is just slinging it, uh, and yeah. and and they're not on the field that long. They score like yeah. all the time and then they punt once and then the and then Tennessee muffs it and, I, and then we and the bills get it and twice. yeah yeah muffed it twice and I'm like well, I guess we just keep punting that's part of our that's part of the playbook too yeah
1: um but,
0: um, but, but yeah so, I guess
1: oh go ahead. okay I was gonna say just to kind of close that out though I mean Josh finished obviously way better than Ryan Tannehill and his QB rating and his uh you know his QBR right Or his overall rating excuse me um he his QB rating was an 87.5 which again is great in fact if um analysts say that if you average at like a 75 percent or greater throughout the season you're considered a pro bowl quarterback gotcha. um, and that's his a good QB, or, and his that's overall exactly rating enough. was a 128.9 so
0: yeah which is very solid very yeah. solid uh, and, now speaking of speaking of another, uh, there's another quarterback uh, that that we have coming up uh, this week on Sunday, Tua Tug of Iola. Uh, I, I never say his last name right. I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> I, I try. I try. Yeah, uh, yeah they're they're getting uh, the, the Miami Dolphins. They're getting hyped. They're getting hyped, and I guess they don't really have a reason not to. Uh, yeah. As far as last week's comeback, I mean, that was that was a crazy thing to watch. Uh, he was yeah, he, he went God, thirty. He went, he went thirty six for fifty. 469 yards, six touchdowns, two interceptions though. Uh, he was sacked one time. Uh, he only had one rushing yard. He's not a big runner. I know he's not slow though either. So if he has to, he can uh, take yeah. off. Uh, and his his uh, QBR was a 90 and his pass rating was 124.1. Uh, so he had a higher QBR than, than Josh, but uh, I think what I, I care more about is the pass rating. Uh, and Josh, Josh just inches them out, but I mean th- that's a that's an amazing performance. Uh, and yeah. and, Tua, and Tua played just well enough to win in week one, uh, but now I'm starting to see a, a quarterback that is starting to trust himself and make decisions that uh, that are quick. And he now he has receivers uh, behind it. You know, Waddle obviously is is looking like everything they wanted him to be, and 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 then they got Tyreek Hill now. So, yeah. so this is, is, is not a upgrade to Devontae Parker. Right. Exactly. And then the, and then they still have Mike Gesicki on top of that. Yes. So they're not, this is, this is not the same Miami team as last year. Uh, Tua, Tua seems to be understanding the offense a little bit more. He still doesn't scare me. Uh, it, most of that work that I just read off to you was mostly in the fourth, fourth quarter. The Ravens just kind of imploded and let the comeback happen. Uh, he struggled for most of the, be- like the beginning of that game. Uh, he was not, I mean, I'm not saying it was horrible, but he was, they weren't winning and they, weren't even, yeah, they, were they down, weren't even, they were down 35 to 14, I believe at the start of the fourth quarter. Right. I mean, he, he hadn't done much all game long. And then he put it all together in one quarter. I am, I'm just not convinced enough uh, for one quarter of play to really dictate what's going to happen this week. Uh, the only thing that scares me is the, the people that are hurt. Uh, you, uh, so who's, who's all out for Buffalo?
1: Um, so for the bills right now, there's actually a, a a significant number of key personnel that are not going to be playing in this game, which, you know, it's unfortunate, but based on, you know, some of the things that we saw against when the bills played Tennessee, you know, it's kind of expected, like. For example, Dane Jackson's not going to be—he's not playing against Miami. Which expected that, but good news is he, he doesn't seem to have sustained a career-ending injury. Probably not even a season-ending injury. I mean, we'll have to wait for more updates to come out on that, of course. But, um, but he'll be out this week. Uh, Jordan Phillips is actually out too for a hamstring injury, which is unfortunate. I didn't see what happened or if he did hurt himself in that game, but apparently he's not playing. Ed Oliver's still out. Gabe Davis is questionable. Um, but I think you had mentioned off air before the show yeah, started he, that he
0: was going to play. He had mentioned to NFL.com that, uh, he was 100% going to play. Okay. And then, uh, Micah Hyde is also out because of his, that
1: next stinger he got. So I don't, I guess that was more severe than it looked. Um, but he's also a a big player. That's not going to be in that game. Uh, so uh, a couple of other quick questionables. Um, Dawson Knox is questionable. Mitch Morris is questionable. And Tim settle is still questionable. I mean, it's like the whole team, and mostly on defense. But yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Which uh, uh, is exactly where we don't need people to go down right now. <laughs> no, no. This will be a big test for a lot of the a lot of guys that uh, you know um, have something to prove, uh, and it's going to be a huge, a huge test for, test for the rookies. Because if you think about it well. now, now Elam and Benfer are, are going to have to really play well, and they're probably going to be across from each other They're both starting at this point. Yeah, I Which, mean.
1: Kind of concerned, at least with um, you know, at least with Elam covering either one of those two guys, you know, that Miami has. It's I, I would I, not be surprised if a, if a couple pass interference[s] end up going the Bills' way this game, just because I, of how aggressive Elam can be.
0: I say you put Elam on Waddle, and and you let and you let uh, Benford and Poyer or or whoever you got back there at safety right now. Help over top with Tyreek Hill because you cannot allow Tyreek Hill to get behind you and and burn you uh, for big plays. And because right. that's so with this, I think with this tattered defense, you know that's that's kind of hurting right now. Uh, it's going to be a next man up mentality. But Tua is going to be looking for the big play. Uh, I mean, if it's going to be there, and he's got these young rookie corners that he's going against, he's going to try to make some plays, you know, some, some explosive plays, over 20 yards. Uh, And, and why not, why not take shots if it's there? You know, I I think that what I've seen so far from them is a very modest approach, but they have a much bigger playbook and they might be trying to bring everything, everything out this week, because I know Miami wants to win this game and they, they see an opportunity with that, with that long injury list. I mean, right. why? How could you not feel confident going into a game after you just had that comeback uh, last week, and then now you got a, and now you got a a, a hurting Bills unit uh, that you're about to go against on the, on the defense. Uh, so the, I, I'm wondering if it's gonna be a shootout, man. Uh,
1: I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, yeah, exactly. The the key, the key people that are not gonna be playing in this game for Buffalo is definitely a concern, but. You know, at the same time, Josh has Miami's number. He's had since he's been in the league. I think he's lost one time in his career playing the Dolphins, and that was I think his first season. Uh, But who, who, uh, who's my does Miami have anyone notable out? They have nobody notable that's out officially, but they still they do have a couple guys that are questionable. One of which is the um, the left tackle that they signed from the Saints. Which is Taron Armstead, and then the other guy is, is one of their wide receivers, said Wilson Jr. But I don't, I don't know if that's any significance because they have Waddle and Hill, and then Gesicki. So I don't, I don't see Sed Wilson as being a significant loss for Miami going into this game. But Taron Armstead definitely, because he like he's the Pro Bowl tackle that they signed to seriously help boost that offensive line, and that's been Miami's weakness for the past few years has been their O line. So granted so it's, it helps that the bills don't have that oliver and you know jordan phillips going after tua but you know the, the one thing that the bills have done very very well in building this team is depth so i don't foresee it being too much of an issue i still think that the bills are going to get pressure on tua especially with von miller and greg Rousseau still playing in the game i think it's going to be more on the outside than it will on the inside because of that because of those reasons but uh but I'm curious to see how this plays out. I definitely, I think, I agree with you a little bit that'll be a slugfest. But I, the one thing that I will say that the Raven, you know, that affected the Ravens' defense and the ability for Miami to come back in that game was that they didn't, they were without Marlon Humphrey in the second half of that game. I don't know when he got hurt, but that's their star corner that went down early and somewhere in the first half in that game, and he didn't return. So that definitely was a significant impact on their defense, which Miami definitely, you know, capitalized on.
0: Uh, So, so uh, speaking of, speaking of which though, all right. So uh, as far as, you know, them capitalizing anything. So what do you, what do you think are the keys to, uh, I'll have you go first. Uh, What do you think the keys are for if Miami wants to win this game? What is it that Tua needs to do on the, uh, with the offense? And then also uh, the, on the the flip of the coin, what does Josh Allen and the bills have to do to be successful in this game? And where do you think, what do you think the performance are going to be of each quarterback?
1: So, with my, I'll start with Miami. With Miami, I think the success, I think in order for Miami to be successful in this game, they've got to get that run game going a lot better and a lot earlier. If they can figure out a way to get Chase Edmonds or Raheem Ostar, for that matter, I don't really care which back it is, but if they can figure out a way to get their backs moving the ball downfield, it's going to really open things up for Tua throwing the ball later in the game, especially when it comes down to crunch time and they're going to need points. Um, On the flip side of the coin for Josh and the Bills, I think that the, what the bills need to do is kind of just stick with the game plan that they've been doing. You know, I, I mean, Miami's got a good secondary and a good defense, but they've been getting, they got picked apart by Lamar Jackson. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a lot more designed run calls to Josh Allen, because Lamar Jackson got his yards pretty easily. And honestly, Josh might have to use his legs to make the play.
0: Okay, so so for me, I think with uh, with Miami, I think that it is to like Tua needs to if he wants to be successful, he's going to have to limit his mistakes. Uh, he can't afford to give Josh Allen Allen the ball back uh, and 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 have Josh on the field uh, for a long time because if he get if he keeps giving the ball back to Buffalo and Josh Allen gets more opportunities to score than than you than you would like yeah. that I mean it could the game could get out of hand quickly because if the Bills go up. And then you make a mistake, and you give them the that ball right back to put more points on the board, and you're now you're chasing them. The Bills always that this this team that is put together for Buffalo now they thrive when they're up, uh, because if you, if they want like they once they start getting in a groove where they're they're scoring points and that offense is clicking, you you only have one choice, and that's to keep up. And if you don't, they just take they just run away with it, and and so. You know, you could you could be a solid offense, but if you get a slow start and then you you have a couple turnovers, that could be everything. That could be all it, all it wrote, uh, and you know that's the end because you you know you only you only turned it over twice, but that's all they need is two extra. That's two extra possessions that you just gave back to Josh Allen. So, so I think Tua needs to be uh, precise with his decision making. Probably get the ball out of his hand quickly. Uh, some some quick design plays. Get. Uh, Tyreek Hill in space and Waddle in space uh, so that they can, they can run after the catch. Uh, That's what they've been doing. And I think they will be successful there if they, if they roll with that game plan specifically uh, and take advantage of those young corners, uh, you know, to design some confusing plays where they, those, those corners get lost. Uh, On the flip side, uh, it's funny because you kind of you and I kind of have the same mentality when it comes to it. Like, how do you ask the the uh, an offense that's humming like they are uh, to change anything? I, I I like their game plan. I, I like that Josh has matured to in a, as a decision maker. Where you know he takes what the defense gives him. He he doesn't seem to be forcing too much. Uh, if he if he thinks he's got a window and he can fire it in there, I mean, you got to trust that arm, I guess. You know, and take a chance here and there. But but for the most part. I think what he's done well is he takes what they give, and then when the shot is there, take it. Uh, and he doesn't, and then he has, he hasn't been missing on the shot. A couple, I'd say, a couple seasons ago, the shot would be there, and he would overthrow him by just a little bit, and, and then that, that that would backfire because that would have been a touchdown, or that would have been something that you know a play, a big play that that could have been. And then now he's connecting on those shots when they're there. Uh, so I say you do exactly a lot of what you've already been doing. But for the Bills, I'd really like to see a run game too. something that he can he can rely on a little bit. And it's not all on his shoulders. Uh, right, I, yeah, absolutely. And and you said, too, like, you know, some design runs for Josh. I really don't like the design runs, though. I like it a lot better if he's looking for the pass and it's not there. Well, then take it. Just go. Just run with it. The defense isn't quite expecting you to run at that point. So therefore, uh, it, it's usually more successful. Sometimes the design runs work for him, but I, I see it gets shut down a little bit more than. Than when he just improvises, so I see. Right, you no, Josh I agree Josh with you on, that.
1: You on that. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't. I definitely don't want to see that. You know, pop up a lot more in the in the on the game plan. But at the same time, like like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Ken Dorsey calls a few more of them than he usually does because of the fact that Lamar Jackson was able to do what he did against the Miami defense. Yeah, but, but you're right. I would absolutely prefer to, you know, if he had to because it's a design throw and nobody's open and he's getting pressured and he needs to, you know, beat feet out of the pocket, then yeah, sure, absolutely. Go go rush for 8, 10, 12 yards or however much you can get. But you know, we'll have to I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Like I think it's me too. Uh, <laughs> I know the Bills going into this game right now are the favorites to win. Uh, the spread for Miami is plus six. So um, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of analysts you know that are making the game projections. Most of them do have the Bills winning, and you and by roughly three to six points, give or take. Uh, I think that's pretty fair, and I definitely could see that happening. But I personally, I think it's. I'm, I have a little bit more of a bold prediction for the game.
0: Well, I think which, which quarterback you think's coming out on top?
1: I think it's going to be the Bills. I I mean, sure, I'm a little biased, but I definitely. I mean, Josh Allen's had Miami's number for for years. I don't think that he's lost that number. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to come out and they're going to win this game. And Josh is going to throw for over 300 yards.
0: So Josh is going to throw over. Do you think two is going to go over 300 or, or he's going to, uh, he's going under,
1: I would say two is going to be under 300, but over 250. Okay. So a, a decent day at the office. Just
0: not, yes, just not, not, not amazing.
1: As productive. And I think he, and, I, and the biggest reason for that
0: is because the Bills have a better pass rush, even with those injuries. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go against you on this. I think that, I think they're going to be, they're going to be riding high on, on a, uh, on a, on a comeback that, that they just, that they just did, uh, and that momentum's going to roll into some, some good numbers, uh, some high numbers. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say that he does reach 300 yards, but where the problem's going to be is some turnovers. I think he'll make some bad decisions and that's where the, that's what's going to change the game for, for Buffalo is that the Josh Allen will just have more possessions and more chances to score and capitalize on those.
1: Yeah, that, uh, I could absolutely see that happen. That's a good take. I like that. Um, with that being said though I, I i think my score prediction for this game i i'm going to go with 41 28 buffalo
0: 41 28 okay okay i'm going to i'm going to go a little bit more modest i think it'll be i think it'll be a 10 point game and i said this last time and i i kind of i kind of like the score so i'm going to keep it uh for for close games uh 31 21 10 point game um And uh, I don't know where I come up with the numbers, but I just like saying that 31, 21, (laughs) (laughs) 10, point game. Bills are going to, bills will take it. Uh, And it's not because two is not headed in the right direction. It's just that still, even with the injuries, the bills are more put together team and more complete team. And they have Josh Allen.
1: Absolutely. I agree with that. Uh, And I like that take on the score. I think yours is like you said, yours is more modest. Mine's a little more bold, but. Hey, we'll see what happens. I know,
0: I, I know you. You'd you'd go bilbs by a billion if you if you could, sure. if that was an option. <laughs> I got I got all the Bud Light beer bottles. Uh, yeah, to that, that have the bills like you know
1: yeah. on it. So <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Bills by a billion.
0: <laughs> bills by a million All right. Well, that is that is all we have on QB Sneak. Uh, thanks uh, for everyone tuning in. Uh, this is. Great! I love talking about this stuff. If you guys ever want to talk to me on Twitter or Facebook, anything, uh, I'm always I'm always wanting to talk football. It, it's just something that I love to do, uh, and so you can you can find me right there on Twitter at I'm Mike Schmierski at M I K two five three one, and on Facebook you just look for my name, Mike Shimburski. I, and I'll always, I'm, I'm always willing to talk to somebody who who is interested in my take if, or if you want to be on the show, uh, especially with, uh, some, we're always op- open for guests, especially anyone on the built in Buffalo network, uh, that's been doing shows with us. Uh, so a big shout out to the built in Buffalo network. This is QB sneak Addison. Go ahead, man. All right. Thanks, Mike. I uh, appreciate it.
1: I- nail on the head, man. I love, this is great. I love doing this. I love talking football and especially we get to, the fact that we get to dive deep on the, on the quarterback's position specifically. So, yeah, I can't, I can't
0: wait to dissect these, these stats for next week. Oh uh, yeah. And, and I mean, see, and see, yes. Uh, especially if it's a close game. Uh, I, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to sitting down with you talking about that and, and really seeing how these two perform. Uh, so as always though, uh, Sunday's coming soon. So go. Yeah.
1: But uh oh yeah absolutely agree. But um but yeah anyways same thing, you know, if you guys want to reach out, hit me up, no problem. My Facebook is Stanley Addison Shumagala. Uh my Twitter is right there on the screen SASZUMIGALA. That is it. No numbers. Pretty simple. Uh and thank you absolutely for
0: listening in and, and hearing what we have to say. Uh but that's all I got, Mike. All right. Uh, yeah. And like like I said, I I, I had a pre I had a, a little bit of a I, I got too excited. So I said, go Bills already, but that's how I we're going to end. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you, I gonna... think
1: you're practicing for,
0: for <laughs> the end of the show here. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. I am. It was good. It was a good practice run. Now here's the real thing. All right, <laughs> guys, that's all we got. Uh, go Bills. Go Bills.